welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. We are an episode 221 of the Fret Talk podcast. Yes, I had to use my memory there. Uh, you're joined <laughs> by Mr. Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> Apparently, with a Fretzel podcast, and I'm not. I'm not even diving into that. Oh, nope, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> like that is that's some some crazy bullshit. Just as a as a little kind of precursor to what the fuck I'm talking about. Matt told us to put the captions on for this this podcast. So if there is any like any weird outburst, it's because of that. Um, we are also joined by Mr. Lee. Say hi, Lee. Who's John? <laughs> Who's John? <laughs> I don't know. We, who, yeah, excuse job. <laughs> Have I just come up with a podcast title? <laughs> Who's, yeah, probably. Let's go for that. Right, so let's uh, let's do a podcast. I'm, I'm going to turn these captions off because it's actually, I mean, as, distracting, as hilarious it? as it is, I feel we'll probably talk more crap than we usually do. All right, okay, um, I'll turn them off too. I thought I thought it might be a nice little ongoing thing that we can indeed do. But I know if you say we should, R- ruins the fun. Fine, I'll turn it off. Um, what was it? Who's John? Who's John? Who's John? <laughs> Who's John? Speaking it's of who's John. John, how are we? Clean it after you've used it. Oh dear, Lee, 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 Lee. Why are you so bad? Like I'm talking about like toilet. Yes, yes. I was I wasn't talking about I was talking about toilet as in like the John. Not anything else with a Y on the end. I, I wasn't being crass. Well, I was being crass, but not that crass. <laughs> yeah. It was potty humour. Yes. Come on. It it was not blue. It was it was only potty. You're um, blue. Pardon? I am blue. Yeah. I am I've got a sea sea like background. Uh, we all have got fancy backgrounds this week once again because we're not live and we can fuck about um, and I think <laughs> I think when we when we are live uh, aren't live and can fuck about at any given opportunity we do um, I must say I feel very anxious for Matt's safety right now I, I don't even know what it is it's some form of like snake monster it, yeah it's, it's about to, be... to eat your head it's, it's just about to sink its teeth into your scalp yeah I said scout well, it, pretty it, weird it, then. It's from IS or oh, it's it's concept art uh, painted by somebody who was probably listening to Pink Floyd, so of course it's gonna be weird. <laughs> I mean if if yeah. the if the glove fits. <laughs> um so how are we gentlemen? Are we all good? Yeah, yeah, not bad. I mean we've we've got we've got a bit of news coming up this week. We have got some some quite quite tasty, tasty bits of news. Uh, what have we got actually? We've got um, a little, little something, something from Harley Benton, uh, which seems like every week we're saying there's something from Harley Benton. This is a, a little snake attack. This one, uh, we've got something from PRS, and we've got a boss release. Hmm. But before we do any of that, Ooh. it, it woo indeed. But before we do any of that, um, what do we usually do? We usually self indulge, don't we? Yeah, that should last about 45 minutes and then we cram the news into about 15. Uh, I mean, I thought you did your self indulgent before we started. <laughs> That's it, twice in a wash. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, yes, we should, um, we we have been up to things this week. I know, I know for definite, 
for definitely for definitely we all have um lee we'll start off with you because you've done some rather exciting stuff this week haven't you which my, you my, live streamed my stuff kind of uh that i've been up to this week overlaps with the news do you want to do matt's first and then i can like segue into it maybe never <laughs> or, or maybe maybe yes okay we'll do it that way fine cool okay um so i did a gig at the weekend um, yeah you did pretty standard for me at the moment like i've I've got two weeks off now or two weekends off but um gigs come in pretty thick and fast this time of year for me company parties and then obviously christmas dues and i uh, played a wedding at the weekend it was or uh the couple actually got married in bermuda or the bahamas one of the bees out that way um and then had a party back home um, and kind of coincided it with a halloween party so there was like fancy dress um there was a, a cracking bit um where after the first dance uh some lad who is best mates with the with the groom uh dressed up as a second bride um and basically shouted along with it should have been me um and yeah, it was just absolutely hilarious. Um, basically, spent the entire time whacking people some, with it. Was there truth in this? Do you think? I, 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 no, it was definitely just a bit. Everyone just thought it was <laughs> funny. But yeah, um, it was really like really funny. But yeah, it was a cracking party. Um, we've played for this like extended family quite a lot. And um, they tend to hire the same venue. I think we've probably played for them about ten or ten or eleven times now. Like. Um, yeah, anytime they have like a family do, whether it's just like a 40th or a 50th or, you know, any kind of party for anything, they seem to hire us and they're always a cracking good crowd. So, yeah, it was just a, one of those good fun, good fun gigs that, you know, you can just relax into straight away. Did you uh, did you throw in any of those Halloween kind of staples? Almost like a Christmas light, isn't it? Halloween. Ghostbusters, that sort of thing. Yeah, so we avoided that. I mean, we brought back Monster by the Automatic, which we haven't played in about a year. Okay. Um, but that was about the only thing. We basically we didn't learn anything for it. Um, yeah. This was this is the band that I've been with for, ten, oh, scary, 10 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been with, with these guys 10 years. Uh, I think we do like four practices a year, if we're lucky. So adding new things into the set list, especially we also had a depth drummer. So we didn't have our normal drummer. We had a, a guy who kind of sits in for us when our drummer, who plays in about eight bands, is is busy elsewhere. Um, so he was kind of sitting in with us. So yeah, learning new tracks on top of getting him familiar with the, you know, the five tracks that we've added since the last time that he played with us last year would have kind of just been a little bit too much to try and do in one rehearsal two nights before the gig. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, I'd like to say, we did a monster by the automatic, which is kind of enough to get the crowd going, but yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty... It's got that kind of that. tentative tentative Halloween link, which it's just enough to kind of... Oh, it's it's Halloween-y. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few songs that are like that, aren't there? Let's... Uh, let's have a have a little bit of a think about um about our favourites that are the Rocky Horror Show stuff, ten, for instance. But the, like that is like legitimately Halloweeny, isn't it? I don't know. I don't mm. know because it's like you could watch that any time of the year. I mean, you, you could, can... but like if you, I think if you're playing it in a band, if you're playing the Monster Mash, you're you're playing it in October, aren't you? Yeah, and, and yeah, like if you I was, do I was thinking about other stuff in it, but yeah, yeah okay, cool. Yeah, like if you do um, like Bette Midler's version of um, uh, I Put a Spell on You as well, 
You're like, hmm. I mean, you could watch it any time of the year, but but like one that always got me uh, was um, like bands throwing in zombie by the cranberries, and you're like, that's <laughs> definitely fucking not Halloween, <laughs> but the title <laughs> is zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great song. Absolutely fantastic oh, song. I really love that song. I mean, I don't mind it to listen to, but playing it is such a fucking slog. Oh, it's, I, I, it's, I've never there's really nothing to it, it though, is there? Yeah, it's no. like four four chords. Four the same chords. Four chords. A, a, a one string melody that you play a couple of times. Oh, absolutely. It, uh, yeah, and it, it, it's one of those songs that like the, the the lyrics are the most important thing by far and away. And when you start listening to them, listen to them, just like. Everyone's like singing it along, going, "Oh yeah, it's about zombies." I say, "It really isn't." <laughs> yeah, no, it, like lyrically the quite powerful. Says zombie, and that's about the, the the only part of it that's about a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's not it's, about a fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it's really dark, but not in that sort of way. But it's it's uh, it touches you that song, and uh, not in like a Gary Glitter way. It's um, <laughs> fuck's sake, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear uh, so, um, can you imagine that as a review for the song in a magazine yeah like fucking NME <laughs> this song touches you but not like Gary Glitter uh, oh shit shit like, uh, no, no, we are, we're there already because of the subject matter of the song I really shouldn't take the piss because it is actually a brilliant song I really Great yeah, like I say, like lyrically, it's uh, it's quite masterful, and mm-hmm. it does what it's supposed to. Like, if it was like complicated and intricate, it wouldn't fit the theme of the song. But playing it is very, very. I mean, it's a an paranoid. In, it's an endurance event. Like, uh, no, paranoid is over in two and a half two minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's so. Boring, and when you play week in, week week out, it's just like, oh, do we have to? But, yeah, but at least it's only two minutes. Like, mm. I, in my first band, that we did comfortably numb, and the drummer absolutely fucking hated it because <laughs> it's it's like he gets two fills, and the rest of the time he's just playing really steady four four beat, and everybody else gets to do something. Like, there's there's a little bit of movement in some of the bass line in a couple of bits, and obviously for the most part, it's vocals and guitar. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it modulates mm. between minor and major keys, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, like, melodically, it's relatively interesting. I mean, because it's, it's nowhere near as um, complicated as, as some Pink Floyd songs. Yeah, no, it, it is. And that's why, like, as, as a school band, we managed to, do, we managed to put it in the set list because, yeah. you know, as long as the guitarist can, which was me, I think I did one of the solos and the other guitarist did the other solo. But, like, as long as you can stay in the right key and broadly use some of the licks as a school band, you can get away with it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like, um, yeah. Just give, but yeah, give I, the, the drummer, drummer the intro. To, just give, give him the, the intro to time. hated it. <laughs> oh, time I mean, is another like, one. That lasts I love so fucking time. long. I just love that it's, song. It's about four yeah. minutes before you get any actual song, isn't it? Yeah. So my mate's that's what Pink Floyd they... is supposed. That's what Pink Floyd is all about. Exactly. Like, no, you... I, I love Shine on You Crazy Diamond, but it takes you four minutes to get to those four notes that everybody remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that entire album, Wish You Were Here, it, it's... It's just you, a concept. Yeah, you don't know where one song ends and another one begins because it's just... Yeah, it just flows. It's, yeah, it's all kind of through composed, isn't it? And it's just, yeah, one big 
almost like one big jam. Yeah, um, same same with the wall. Like a lot of that. Like there's a couple of hard stops, but for the most part, like that's a double album where if you happen to listen to it on Spotify or whatever instead, you don't even know when you're supposed to flip. Like when the album one album would end and another one would start. Like it's yeah, I I I, I love Pink Floyd. Um, yeah, my wife tends to listen to a lot of stuff on shuffle. Um, I can't. But when we listen like, to albums, I'm like, yeah, we we can't. If we're just listening to like a playlist of like this so- this band's songs, then that's fine. But if we're listening to an album, I'm just like, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. Like, if you listen to a playlist and you've got like mid two thousands indie, or you're looking at listening to like seventies classic rock, yeah, fine, have it on shuffle. If you listen to an album, you listen to it as an album. You don't mm. fuck around with your track list in order, especially like. I mean, okay, it might work for some modern music i don't know but like for most most albums are put in the right order getting cloud already yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that really bugs me is when they start when they don't give you the choice to kind of like um choose whether you want live versions in or not so if you're like listening through uh, a band and then you have the you have a song and then you have a not as good version of the song play because quite often the live versions are shit well, oh well, yeah, well, on Spotify well. where you've got like live, like live from random place, and it sounds like it's been recorded on somebody's phone. <laughs> oh yeah, it's awful. Yeah, there are some live albums I absolutely love. Some of my favourite albums by certain bands yeah. are their live ver- versions, but <laughs> most of them aren't. <laughs> I think they're exceptions. I mean, yeah. it, it, it tends to be those kind of seventies albums, doesn't it? Where the they well, they released a live album to just continue on the the record sales but actually some of them are like frampton comes alive is like pinnacle frampton um any of the lizzie live albums are just live and dangerous i was thinking of my favorite live albums and my fir- the first two that come to mind are live and dangerous and the who uh, i think it's it the isle of white festival 1970 or 1972 i can't remember but um mm. Just an, and like I say, another really well done live album where they've clearly like had whatever recording device plugged into the desk so that you get like the band but as a live performance and then there's just a couple of mics pointing at the crowd to get crowd noises. Whereas a lot of like a lot of live recordings you see sound like there is a microphone somewhere in the crowd yeah. and <laughs> there was okay. a bloke standing there with a <laughs> like an SM fifty seven just going, This yeah, fucking do when it's just overpowering and like you you're missing a load of the low end and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a couple of my favourites would be Made in Japan. With oh, Herbal, Made in Japan, fuck yes, it's really good. Absolutely. And S&M, um, Metallica S and M. I think that's absolutely fantastic. With the one they do with the orchestra and Michael, um, I mean, it's, it's bearable Metallica, but it's. Oh, I love that album. I love that loads. But it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, Metallica. They exist, don't they? They exist. I, Do you I not like mad. Metallica? Mm, there's, oh, there's, I mean, there's better thrash bands out there. Like, there's Is better there? '80s thrash bands. Is I mean, there? Megadeth wiped the floor with Metallica. Absolutely, apart from the fact that all of their riffs are forgettable and you can't understand what he's singing. I mean. I yeah, like yeah. Song, <laughs> and you can't understand what he's singing a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like Metallic, uh, like, yeah, I... e- like even if you are a fan of the the quote unquote classic era of Metallica, um, they should have stopped 
they should have stopped a long time ago. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, 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 I was a massive Metallica fan in my teen years, and even I can't defend Load and Reload. I don't mind Load and Reload. I think we're after that, though, it's a, since Senate so, Anger, it's just not been I, listenable. No, but I mean, like watching the documentary that they recorded alongside St. Anger kind of made me understand why it was just a piece of trash. Like, I don't know. What I, I, can't, I, can't oh, even, yeah. I can't even remember what it's called. It's, it's something like yeah, some kind of, of monster. Or something. Some kind of monster. That's it. Um, and literally, they're telling they they're, they're like rather than writing a song as they normally would they were like okay well how do, how do we write an album with no guitar solos and and like Kirk Hammer is trying to like tell Ulrich how to drum and fucking Hetfield is there like and, and Ulrich's trying to tell him what vocal lines should be in and do this and do that and, so they basically like switched roles for a week yeah, and then yeah they're, and they're all just so trying to tell each other what they should do and fucking Newstead walks out and just yeah was Newstead supposed to be on that album Newstead literally recorded that album. Was he? I, th- I thought it, that... He that, didn't leave until 2004. Because in all all of the videos was Trilla Joe, weren't there? No, that was St. Anger. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, sorry, oh, not, not even St. Anger. So that was the one after Death Magnetic, I think. No, I remember... I think he was on St. Anger. I, I thought he was anyway. I'm sure yeah, that's yeah, right. I, he's the only one that's watched a thing, but... Well, the... Like all of the all of the promotional videos for the the songs had um, had Rob in there rather than um, uh, Jason. Is it Jason Newstead? Yeah, um, I'm looking at maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing things up, but I'm trying to find when he joins Metallica. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now because um, I, I I genuinely thought <laughs> you said we're still there it says frantic James Hetfield Lazarus Kirk Hammett and Bob Rock and it's like well hang on a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he doesn't join he doesn't join till 2003 yeah and you said left in 2001 and I think that album was before 03 wasn't it Anger was released on June 5th 2003 but that's not to say he was he was in the band when they recorded because obviously we recorded yeah the, I mean it might have been that. it might have been recorded with Newstead and then yeah, no, the, it wasn't recorded the... when Newstead walked out in 2001, so it must have been with um, either session bassist or with Trigillo. I mean, it it could have been Lars playing bass, like, for all we fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> go, on, go on, Lars, you can you can do this. You got this. Go for it, buddy. I mean, Metallica <laughs> opted to include Bob Rock as bassist. Oh, there you go. Fuck, they were right. It was Bob Brock. The, uh, yeah. the painter. <laughs> the one with the happy little no. trees. <laughs> uh, and live, it's uh, it's Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he came in Obviously. and joined the band. I don't know why they've even put that. <laughs> oh, so there you go. I mean, we're, we're taking a little tour through. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so they began recording in 2001 and then um, Newstead walks out. And they don't they don't come back until two thousand and two because Hetfield's in rehab. So what was the last thing he did then? Was it Gary Jink? Oh, we're yes, not talking about be. Gary Jink again. Fucking, <laughs> oh, it would have. Like yeah, Gary was Jink. was Gary Jink after S and M? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that horrible version of um, whiskey in the jar. 
No. no, you see, I don't mind the version of the whiskey in the jar. Oh, they just locked it up a bit, but they yet. haven't. They've they've taken any of the like, the the subtlety, <laughs> the subtlety. <laughs> and just went, nah, fuck that. Um, and then yeah, they took this in. took the best like the the like wonderful guitar side. I went, nah, fuck off of that as well, because uh, <laughs> Hetfield isn't um, Eric Bell, yeah, a lead player. He, he just he just isn't Eric Bell. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, well, was, that bit's too hard. He kept the he kept the intro to the solo the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the uh, first um, version I heard of that song. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah no, it wasn't I, for I, me. But really the, love it. I mean, I don't mind their version of that, but what I absolutely hate is their version of Tuesday's Gone from that album. It's just awful. Again, it was the first version I heard, and I really like it um, because it was the first version I heard. But then again, um, you know, Leonard Skinner one is, is brilliant as well. <laughs> yeah. It is better. We have gone down a little bit of a (laughs) tangent tangent here, haven't we? Feels like we're just so. So you did a gig then, Matt. So you did a gig. Yeah. Yeah, So I did a gig. Um, it's pretty pretty standard. Um, like I say, depth drummer. Um, always good. And then because I had two week two weekends off, so it's basically three weeks between that gig and this gig. Um, I got around to something that I was trying to get around to probably in about May, which is rebuilding my pedal board. Yes. Because bits have been falling off, like the tape's been falling off pedals and just like, I know I shared a photo in, was it in our group where um, the professional photographers come in and photoed and (laughs) because bits have been knocked off, there's just a fucking pedal (laughs) flopping off the top of the pedal. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. um, So yeah, it was, it was time for it to um, get a rebuild. So I've, I've done that now. I need to just put in all the power cables and then scream at it until it works. I mean that's that is the the tried and tested method that is, isn't it? Yeah, because as Josh says, it's, it, I'll plug it all in and it, I won't get sound out of it the first time. No, no, you no, never no. do. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you've you, you've got to go through that process, haven't you? The pedal board won't accept you as its new master until you scream it. <laughs> I've had about three or four that I've built recently that have worked first time, and I'm kind of like, oh my god, this. <laughs> just law of averages means I'm never going to get another one to work ever. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. next the next time you make one, it's just going to set on fire. The, <laughs> the worst one I ever had was the last. That, so when when I built the current iteration of the board, which has had a couple of changes, but it's pretty much like it's pretty much this one, and uh, it's stereo, and one side worked and the other side didn't. <laughs> You'd be like, well, that's fucking close Man's enough. Like, well, you know, there's there's only four cables this can possibly be. No, all of those cables were working fine. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, it's just it, it's something to do with something to do with the power into the Mel Nine. If you don't power the Mel Nine with enough, I think I think it's three hundred milliamps, and I think I was powering it off two hundred and fifty, and it would power the dry but not the effect. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was i was so confused i was like why why is it half working i don't understand yeah but yeah apparently if you power the mel 9 slightly underpowered the dry will work but the affected side won't so even if the even if the pedal's not on the affected side just just is silent i mean it's so weird it's no vintage fuzz is it <laughs> like you get sweet kind of dying battery mel 9 tones Ugh. yeah no <laughs> Well, there you go. So yeah, so yeah, pedalboard rebuild, and then um, just sat and wallowing in the fact that I turned thirty in two days, and I'm basically dead. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly that, Matt. 
I mean, mate, I'm, I'm turning forty in a couple of years, and my wife will not <laughs> let me forget it. Indeed, <laughs> you you old. All I've had from my partner's brother and sister, they're like twelve and fourteen, is you know closer to death than you are to birth. I'm like, oh, thanks for that. So are you yeah. if you carry on. Oh, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I can drive and I can drink. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, In, yeah. Enjoy whatever, like fruit shoots and fucking school, dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> take take that, youngsters. <laughs> Uh, um, is, is your son walking past the room again by any chance? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're recording a podcast, weren't we? Um, yeah, so I, I should probably talk about what I've done this this week as well, so not. Um, yeah. This week, I uh, I finally received a, a thing that I've been like I, I ordered <laughs> at OBA. the start of last month, um, which is a spanking new computer which is i mean it's it thinks faster than i can like click buttons so that's amazing uh so i've been playing with that this week i finally 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 got a um a video that i've been struggling to finish um because of the limitations of my old computer uh so i finally managed to get that like recorded rendered and uploaded ready for it will be out tomorrow when this podcast is out uh, and that is a uh, look an expansive video on the pedal boards of doom channel about the best direct recording rig to come on un- tomorrow Oh, tomorrow Tuesday. when this airs, right. I was well confused then. <laughs> I was like, are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've, I understand how time works. Uh, so it's a, a, the best direct recording rig for under £100. So basically I, I, I set myself a challenge of trying to get um, like an outboard... Uh, like effects, like series of effects that would make a guitar tone that didn't sound like ass when plugged into a desk. Um, so we go through through uh, like the use of a preamp pedal. We go through some IRs, um, and we throw a little bit of secret tonal source on there as well, um, which is it's fantastic. And I've been very brutal with like the the editing and cutting out all of the extraneous stuff so it sh- yeah so it should be it should be quite a streamlined video um so fingers crossed did you come up with a solution go to a studio and record a valve amp i mean <laughs> that, that that is an option um very cheap as well indeed cheaper than buying a two and a half grand laptop and <laughs> Line six Ajax stomp. Yeah, I mean, let's say you have. <laughs> let's say that you have a laptop already, because most people do. But yeah, and that's why I wanted it outboard. I mean, I could have easily chosen a selection of plugins. Um, there's there's free IR loaders. There's free uh, kind of preamps in, out there. Like Wall of Sound is a perfect example. The free stuff you get on that is fantastic, and the like you you got. Um, like the the IR section of that, but you've also got the um, the preamp section as well. So all encompassed within that, you could use that as a kind of directing rig, but mm. that requires your computer to not be laggy as fuck. 
<laughs> so uh, I, I decided to do it all as an eight board thing, not only for that, because it then takes the um, takes the weight off your computer in terms of processing, but also it's portable as well. So if you took those pedals in a gig bag and your amp completely shits itself uh, on the way to a gig, then you've got a backup then. Like I could, I could easily take those three pedals uh, to a gig and plug it direct into the the desk, and I, I mean, I wouldn't be happy, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be cursing the gods either. So, yeah. it's look, it's, at, it's, look at Matt's mic. <laughs> yeah. my, I mean, my, my see-through microphone you mean indeed do, do you know what it is it reminds me of, it reminds me of when the tardis like materializes <laughs> on doctor Who. i mean it's it's like that very kind of 80s keying isn't it yeah um, <laughs> it's brilliant so yeah I, I've, I've released i will be releasing that tomorrow and as of last friday or in like a day's time for us um it ties in with that video as well. So I did a no talk or tone on the IR um, loader pedal because um, it's it's really cheap. It's like 40 quid, um, which like IR loaders don't tend to be that. Like even the, I think the Moore radar came in at like 130. Yeah. So I was quietly skeptical. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, I am too. Um <laughs> In fact, actually, uh, Brian Gower, one of our Patreon backers and from the Tone Jerks podcast, had suggested this uh, this Sonic Cake IR uh, and, and said, like, it is legit. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the word from the man because he, he, knows, he knows what's decent enough. Like, he's, he's a very different guitarist to myself. He's very, like, kind of punk, like... Blink One Eight Two and and all those kind of bands, but like a, a good guitar tone is a good guitar tone, isn't it? And yeah, the man's not going to say it sounds brilliant when it makes your guitar sound like boxy ass. So, <laughs> so like, uh, like I've done a, a um the the video for the No Talkal Tone is a very different take on what I usually do for the No Talkal Tone. Uh, so yeah, check it out, check it out, do it now. No, don't need, do it now. You're probably driving. <laughs> You've so. just reminded me. You remember the last podcast where I said me Marshall was fucked and I was thinking about buying a... Um, uh, using the simplifier as an amp and buying a like an FRFR speaker. I do mm. remember that, yes. Yeah, my Marshall isn't fucked. Um, what I'd done is because I was running uh, my Hayden and I was putting the, the amp head on top of the Marshall, uh, I bumped it from... 20 watts to 1 watt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was cranking the balls off it going, there's not much volume coming out of it. Fucking See what you thought it was fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there won't be much volume coming out if you're running 1 watt. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'd knocked it from high to low. I just thought, yeah, it just popped into my head that we mentioned that on the last cast. And yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore because I've still got the Marshall and the Hayden and yeah. other things in, in line. Yeah, I mean they are better things. than they're better than running uh into like a faux version of your rig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I completely agree. Yeah, cool. Lee. Lee 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 Lee. Lee mm. Lee 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 Lee. 
Never really plays out like that. <laughs> no, though, you say that, and it, it's going to be another half hour. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about Metallica in twenty minutes' time. <laughs> so fuck. Yeah, no, please no. <laughs> so the Black Album. Um, no, okay, so um, I had a, a message from your sweet self um, a couple of days ago saying, "Oh shit, look, I've been trying to uh, upload this video for or, or render this video for." an hour or so and it's only on one percent or whatever and it's like can someone else cover the video this week so i was like i've got this <laughs> and the reason i got this was because um i had a nice message from a friend's boss saying oh you're uh your ir 200 and sy 200 should be with you already if not uh then pop to the local shops because it will be there so i popped to the local shops picked them up and um and i wanted to do a live stream and record that so we actually did the live stream on straight on youtube so rather than doing it on pedalboards of doom and then i just shared the link on there uh, and it was great it was it was really good fun um it went on for well over an hour like an almost an hour and a half i think it was in the end but it meant that I, I unboxed the IR200 and the SY200 live and then plugged them in and played them for the very first time live. Now, when you demo pedals, you tend to spend a bit of time with them first, learn what's going on. So it was a little bit risky because say one of them was buggered and just didn't work, that wouldn't look very good. <laughs> you know, people are, oh, I'm not going to buy one of them. Each one was broken or some, some silly shit like that. So um, yeah, it was a little bit risky. But it was uh, with the risk came quite a bit of fun because you know, living dangerously. I mean, <laughs> often the case, isn't it? Yeah, um, I was I was very happy with them. Um, so the the IR two hundred, I think, is the one that a lot of people are less are more intrigued about because they know what they're getting with the SY two hundred. It's basically the SY one. Few more tones, yeah, but 199 better, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The um, the IR200 isn't coming off of a previous existing product, although it kind of is. Um, are we talking kind of like EQ 200 no, adjacent? No, it's very similar to the setup in GT1000. Oh, okay, okay. So the, the so that, it's almost like what Eventide have done. Sorry, Eventide have done with the uh, the dot nine pedals, where they've taken a, a section of their H nine algorithms and put it into a an individual pedal. They've kinda. They, they've done that with like the all encompassing GT one thousand stuff, and they've taken just the IR section and put that into um, a pedal and the amp section. So the amp modeling. And the uh, the things, but they haven't just taken it out and put it into one. There's so much more to it as well, so they've expanded upon it. Oh, okay. So this has got amp, amp modelling in it as well? Yeah. Shit, yeah. You son. should have watched the video. I, it's I, got, I, uh, I should have. <laughs> off the top of my head, the amps are Natural, a Fender, a Marshall, 
A Vox. First offender. No, it was a Gibson. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Natural, Fender, Vox, Gibson, and something like a Bogner, Regis, and uh, just a Bogner. And, um, oh, it would be brilliant if the, the preset was the Regis, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's something like BNG or BGN. Um, uh, But it's um, one of the things that people noticed was it it did sound a little bit fizzy. um, But as soon as I turned the treble down a little bit, just all that fizziness went away. And that is something I've noticed with the OD200 as well. If you try to turn the treble up, it doesn't, after a certain point, it doesn't sound natural. Oh, okay. But... Uh, that that's kind of across the board, I think. Um, turn it down a bit. Try and do the upper mids thing with the with the mids, uh, and you're in a better place. Um, so I set it up as a um, as a Marshall on there, and it sounded wonderful with a four by twelve. I, and I really liked it. I it was really really impressed. The reverb on it, so the ambience is really really nice. You get four of them. You get like a a, a studio a room and then two others but not but you don't get a spring on it which i thought was a bit strange considering there's amps in there yeah but it, like if the if the ambience is based on like the mic position of the of the like the ir like the speaker you get in the mm. ambience of a room and a room will never be a spring yeah i suppose yeah i, I understand what you're saying yeah, you um, also, like, with most of the modern spring reverbs, they're really good at, like, adding in that kind of, like, brittle spring sound if you, like, just stab, attack the strings and, um, you know, getting that, like, splashy spring sound, which yeah. I imagine is takes quite a lot of, like, the processing because it's not actually the sound that you're... It's not just, like, with, with most reverb, you're just kind of, like, adding to this, like, you're taking the sound that's come in and pushing that sound, same sound back in a slightly different way, whereas that yeah. kind of, like, spring attack is adding in a new sound as well. So you're adding on, a lot on, on top of the processing that's also being done. And like you said, if, if it's an ambience to the, the the place that the amp is in to try and make it more natural sounding, you wouldn't do that with a spring. You'd do that with those room size and mic placement and stuff. Can we just yeah, take, a, exactly. take a moment to step back and appreciate... How good a name spring attack would be for a reverb pedal. <laughs> well, that would be you've fucking. You've got to start building it now. Yeah, the spring attack. Fuck me, that sounds amazing. And what would make it better is if it was a room reverb. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely <laughs> fuck you. This is no, this is the spring attack. attack. <laughs> this is a spring fuck attack. You and effect, it's, and it's spring a cathedral you. verb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bam. Um. Right, so that was the IR200, and then I ran the SY200 uh, into it. The SY200 was just amazing. Um, I'm just so happy with it. It's got so much control over it um, for controlling like the depth, and you know, we took arpeggiators and slowed them right down and stuff like that, so you can get some really cool tones. You can mix in the dry and the wet, so you've got a different effects blend to uh, dry as well, so you can basically... Use them as your overall volume as well. Um, cool. Loads and loads and loads of fun. Um, and then I plugged it into my board today and uh, had a really, really good time with it. Um, uh, made my wife think she was at church and we don't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I was playing Crazy Train. <laughs> so. that, that you did. That you, you. I mean, you really did. Um, yeah. Sent the boys a, a video of it, and um, yeah, it, my my um, my takeaway with it is um, you can go to it, find a tone you want, and then adjust your guitar playing to uh get like a, a tone as inspiration and and that's a great way of using it and i think that's how a lot of people will use it but you can also use it like you would a modulation pedal where you've got a song that you really really like and you can go on there and uh, especially because you've got a clean blend on it as well you can go on there and you can find something that might sit in the background over it, like a pad or something that will take whatever you're playing and suit your playing so you don't have to change it so you've got the different ways of approaching it and it's ideal for it Mm. especially because it's got that hold function as well so you just like tap the uh hold and you can have it a bit like the plus pedal like you use that or, or the freeze pedal yeah so you can freeze these pads or, or the arpeggiator or whatever like that and then you can just play over it it's really fucking great and that that does sound like a, a really really usable function because i imagine mm. that will probably be um one of the kind of the default go-tos for it is that you use it as a pad and then you use it like you then do the guitar part to kind of fit over the top of it yeah yeah for sure or you can just like save that pad into a looper section and just like play it over but um i feel that it would be really easy to write a song with it really really easy i mean getting all your carpenter brute sort of stuff going on uh, that very much sounds like a challenge there if, yeah, it, if it's uh, really easy, it won't take you very long, will it? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm up for it. I uh, just need a decent drum machine. <laughs> but yeah. Faux sure. Yeah, I, th- I think I might do that. Um, there's, I'm, I feel like I'm going to use the IR200 for my uh, demos moving forward because I felt that the amp effects on it were fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it w- would very much take the the spot that my, um, my stump's been taking really there. Which is mm. you just you've got such a simple tone that you can just go straight like directed and you you're absolutely sorted. Yeah. Um, once I once I find a nice combinations of you know it's going to be nice as well because I can just switch amps really really quickly. Yeah. But once I find nice combinations and I'll set it up in stereo as well, um, I'm going to be laughing. How- it, it is about matching the the cabs yeah. to the amps. How much? Uh, how much are these units? I haven't got. A, I haven't got the faintest. <laughs> um, I think the SY two hundred is just under three hundred pounds in the UK. Okay, and uh, I can Google this for you if you would like. Um, yeah, it's, right, dude, it's two seventy nine. The Boss SY two hundred. Okay, and how about the IR? Because this is the IR two hundred is a bit more. It's three four nine. I mean, oh. That's, um, because it it's taken the the space of these, like these mini, uh, like, like the HX Stomp, where you've got people like myself who use it primarily to go direct in, um, and it sounds like it actually does a slightly better job of that, like allowing for quite easy stereo uh, setups and, um, like having am- like ambiences, um readily available because i know on on the hx stomp you can coax a um a stereo setup but then you're very limited 
by the DSP to what else you can add to it. Um, whereas if this is giving you like a stereo setup and then ambience on both the both the different versions of the the stereo. Thank you, fireworks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> We're having <Susie>. fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so. I can see my house from my bank. I'm dead. So you, you've you've got like the kind of the the toss up then, haven't you? Like the the boss is cheaper. It perhaps does that um, that like basic um, like bass tone setup a little bit better because it allows for very easy stereo. But on the other side, you've got like the HX Stomp is all encompassing. It's got like modulation drives and all all of, all of this additional jazz to it. So look, mm. that price point is just like it's not it's not quite cheap enough that you'd go. I'll definitely go for the boss. It's one of those ones it's- where you. Biggest selling point of thing about this that you can't see as I move it closer yeah, to you because it, it is makes Lee disappear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is um, sold everything that you need on the top. You don't need to do any deep diving. Yeah, I, I only went into the menu once for the SY one, and that was to try and adjust the contrast because um, it, my camera wasn't picking up the screens. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't actually need to go into the menus for uh, at all. And I went through a ton of different amps, a ton of different cabs, and and the and the reverb and so on and so forth. But not once did I hit the menu button on the IR two hundred. Nice. It was just yeah, every, everything's on the top there. So it's got a sort of same sort of idea as a simplifier, I guess. Um, where you know, yeah, it's it just all, does it, have a screen, but you don't really need it um, yeah. to go. Well, you do, I suppose, because it's it tells you what your amp is on the screen. But yeah, it's it's nice. You know, these buttons along these knobs along the bottom, the gain level, bass, middle, and treble, they don't push in. They're actually just proper knobs. Proper knob. M- much like yourself, Lee. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so that was uh, that was one thing I did, and um, so I've taken the mirrors off of my pedal board because <gasps> it was a pain in the ass to use. Um, it, it was lovely getting in on it and having to play with it, but it, it was. Uh, if I, re- I, I yeah, don't it's, think it's a, it's a full-time get, job. Is the, yeah, is I the Maris. don't think I don't think I can get all the tones that I can get on the SY two hundred from the Maris either. Okay, yeah, is that so down to the limitations of the pedal or the limitations of yourself not having think, enough time with the pedal or not? I think it's the pedal. Okay. But I also think there probably are some tones on the mirrors that you can't get on the SY200. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that, it, well, I, I just love it. I think it's fantastic. And I've been, I've, well, I need to shit my pants when I saw it was announced. So, you know, <laughs> I'm very, very happy with it. Um, then... Um, so coming on from that, then I um, I'm going to be starting some guitar lessons next week, and the guy oh, cool, who's going yeah. to be teaching me um, said to me one of the things that's going to really help my playing is if I stop enjoying it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he said he, he said every time we play guitar, you just you really really enjoy what you're doing, and you need to basically not. What he was trying to say in a very German way was. Um, you need to 
really regiment your practicing if you want to get up to like the um yeah don't to, let germans to... start regimenting things that doesn't go well too soon too soon oh 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 you were being racist sorry um, <laughs> but no um ah, he, he's brilliant I, I i did say to him you're being very german about this um but uh yeah, he just wants me to be very uh, much more strict with myself when I'm playing, which, which makes a, a sense. Strict I guess. German, <laughs> like <laughs> strict regimented German. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, but no, I, didn't have to do some artwork that didn't sell thirty dude, years ago, did he? Stop. <laughs> 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 oh dear uh, but I, oh dear. I, I kind of understand what he's saying it's a, like yeah. if oh, it's almost like being an athlete isn't it like you can go out and play uh, like Sunday league football um, and, and you'll enjoy laugh. yeah you'll have a you'll have a laugh yeah you'll, you'll enjoy it but if you want to be a professional footballer if you want to get to those those kind of standards you have to you have to put the 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 actual um like the precise training uh that's involved with it uh and yeah. it's exactly the same with guitar like you know that you've got to do the boring bits that you hate yeah. to to be able to play the stuff that you love better yeah you've got to destroy your passion <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i cuz i don't think i'll do that i don't think i'll, I'll get to the point yeah. where cuz i don't need to i'm not i'm not going on and performing in stadiums and these sort of things i want to get very good but i don't want to get to the point where i don't want to play anymore yeah i mean that, that's why i ended up stopped taking lessons it was a case of like okay your playing is now at the stage where you can play a lot of the songs that you want to play but if you want to get better you need to improve your techniques and mm. i just absolutely hate sitting down in the bedroom with a metronome going running up and down fucking scales and oh, doing yeah, arpeggios yeah. and all that and i just got to the point where i was like you know what i'm kind of happy with that i'm a like yeah middlingly average guitarist who can get away with it because i'm on the island man and a lot of the people over here that are in bands kind of start a band as soon as they start learning whereas i was like five years deep and kind of you know i was i was comfortable with the the playing ability that i've got i can play fairly well but you know i i wouldn't ever i every guitarist that you see out there in a cover band in the uk is twice the guitarist i'll ever be and i'm comfortable with that yeah i i I'm, my main aim is to sound fantastic on demos so when when we demo a pedal it, it sounds sounds ace and i want to i want to be able to play all these sort of like um really impressive stuff you know um and I, at the moment i'm not at that point and i really want it to be so I feel like we should be playing some Queen songs, <laughs> <laughs> just in case he's he's uh, edited it out, which he probably will. There's a lot more fireworks going off. It's it's like the fourth of November so at the moment, so it's the fifth of November in the UK tomorrow. Well, everywhere tomorrow, and um, but in the UK tomorrow, that is uh, bonfire night, Guy yeah. Fawkes night. Yeah, it's people celebrating the birth of Matt tomorrow. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Did you just like transport yourself into downtown Baghdad? Because that doesn't sound like fireworks anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting to worry a little bit now. Um, 
I'm, I'm just going to have to talk through the, oh, through mate, the bombardment. Oh, you say that, right? It is hunting season here. Um, my wife was coming home the other day, heard a load of shots, and then, like, an animal squeal and die. <laughs> it, it, we've got loads of woods around us, and, pe- and there's, like, these hunting things, and people are just around hunting. It's like, don't take your kids walking in the woods uh, between these times. Especially don't dress them up as a uh, deer. <laughs> yeah, don't let them wear their animal onesies, like... Trick or treat! Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, That's not yeah. a bad costume idea. The corpse of a child. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you're on it. You're worse than me today. Christ. <laughs> Oh man! So that was um, that was what I've been doing there, and then we've been working really, really hard on. Um, uh, you this said hard new on launch. <laughs> 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 so we've been working really hard. Sorry, this <laughs> we've been working really erection on <laughs> on this um, uh, launch with Boss, which uh, got really, really close. No one talking about it. No one talking about it. And then Stuart fucking Tate everywhere yesterday was like, oh, look, look, it's been leaked. Look at this, it's been leaked. <laughs> it's like, fuck's sake, Stu. I mean, um, he's he's one for a fuss, so can you blame him? Yeah, I honestly, right, we're, we're in quite a few groups together, me and Stu, and we, we talk all the time, uh, but uh, I, I there was a leak for this uh, rap pedal that came out from JHS last week, a few weeks back, and I said, um, "Does anyone know uh, what what it is?" And he went, oh, "I don't care." As soon as he had an inkling of what it was, like as soon as he saw something, he was like, "Look, look, this is what it was." And I told him he was going to do that as well. I was like, "He I mean, can't resist he- it. He cannot hold himself back." When when it's a fuzz and like it's boss, like <laughs> Stu is a massive boss fanboy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he is big time. He's also a massive fuzz fanboy. Indeed, it's so just, like the, it's the Venn all diagram. His favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was so excited. Bless him. Uh, it was funny, but yeah, it is the Boss FZ One. So. We've been making videos for it. We've been making, obviously, the um, interactive players at Tonepedia for it. And it's it's really interesting. It's really, really cool. One of the things that the boss made us do, well, asked us very kindly to do differently on this demo was to add in volume control positions on the, on the guitar. guitar. Yeah, I mean, it makes Be- sense because, like, fuzz... One of the the beauties of fuzz is the interaction with the guitar itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this one uh, in particular. So you got three knobs, uh, your basic three fuzz knobs, <laughs> like um, like a dog with three. <laughs> <laughs> Between us, we have three knobs, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's really really nice. Um, you've got the modern and vintage modes. Now, what's interesting is on the vintage mode, quite vintage correct if i dare use the term um it breaks up a lot earlier it is very very less sustain so it was just going like fart out earlier if you know what i mean you, you know so exactly it almost I mean like it I almost yeah drops the bias a little bit lower yeah i'd say so it gives that sort of effect yeah, um cool. but when you change the um the tone knob um you you also lose a bit of the uh, mid. So when you go one way, it, it, the treble yeah, and the bass reacts differently. So um, you lose a lot of the mid on it. And um, 
I think what you end up doing is boosting one or the other. So you end up boosting a bit of treble, or you're boosting a bit of mid. Uh, yeah. Sorry, boosting a bit of bass, but the mid stays where it uh, goes lower, drops. On the um, modern mode, not only do you get low t- a shit ton more gain, it's really, really gainy, but in a in a fuzz sort of way. Yeah. Uh, so not in like a distortion, big muff sort of way. It's it's still obviously fuzz, but the um the mid range is really pronounced all the way through the tone the tone range as well. So it's a very different sounding fuzz, but at the same time you can still hear that they're they're, they're the same pedal. Yeah. It behaves very differently, but you know, it just feels like someone's done a mid boost on it. Um and added a shit ton more gain and sustain. So, is that the, on the? I assume it's a custom mode and a, or the Waza mode and then a standard mode. V, v and it? M, vintage and modern. Has it not got a locker? Because they usually do like a, an additional. And I thought weren't weren't that on the original? Like, or was the original? There wasn't an original. There wasn't an F an FZ one. Was there not? There was no. This oh, is a, this is, see, there was an FZ1 pedal, which was the Maestro FZ1, which is the satisfaction um, fuzz. That fuzz. But okay. Um, okay. It's, not, uh, it's not related to that. We actually AB'd them, so we, we put them in our video because we've got that one. We've got so many vintage fuzzes. So we um, put them together, and they just we, they, you can get them sounding like one another. Okay. A little bit. Little bit in in the breakup, I suppose, but um, I mean, tone, that's a fuzz it pedal, though, isn't it? Like, it's not a just because they break up similarly doesn't make them the same kind of voicing on a pedal, does it? There's a there's a lot else that goes into the voicing yeah, on a fuzz pedal. Probably closer to a fuzz face, in all honesty. Yeah, I made a yeah. Maestro actually, and the Maestro I said one, um, one of the first pedal kits that I made, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> it's it. It's called Nana's uh, Nana's Fuzzbox. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I mean, because it's fr- from the old time. It like fuzz like Nana used to make. And if you're thinking anything <laughs> different, you're dirty bastards. <laughs> it's um, it, 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 that is the fuzz that kicked it all off, though, isn't it? Everyone heard that and went, "Okay, <laughs> your Nana's fuzz." Yeah. <laughs> So th- that's what we've been doing, and uh, yeah, eight o'clock this morning, we were up getting everything launched, and because um, that was what time they decided to launch it, seven o'clock your time, um, seven a.m. Uh, so we were out launching all the videos and the uh, pedal and everything along those lines, uh, basically just been pushing that all day, and yeah, I haven't really stopped. <laughs> Indeed, much like these fireworks. Yeah, um, they've been going since like the year twenty nine, twenty nine. What was really frustrating is they <laughs> the the fireworks started probably about maybe like two or three hours ago, and then they stopped for a really long time. <laughs> um, and like at the moment I'd finished because I had a, a quick shower before the podcast. The moment I st- stopped, out, like stepped out of the shower, I started hearing these fireworks, and I thought, "Fuck." <laughs> Uh, they stopped again for a really long time. And they haven't stopped. They haven't Whilst stopped. Whilst we were sitting there talking shit. <laughs> um, and so, and I've, I'm going to have to keep them in because it's festive. Um, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so Seasonal. 
Yeah. The SES seasonal, I guess. So um, Boss released that, and it's it's coming out at around the £200 mark, isn't it? Yeah, it's come out also. It's uh, Yoshi's birthday today, so it's come out on his birthday. Happy birthday, Yoshi. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I wish him happy birthday. He said thanks. <laughs> great story. As you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that's not the only li- bit of um, bit of news this week. Um, Harley Benton, Harley Benton have uh, have made a release. They have released another set of colours with the fusion. No, they haven't. Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> no, they haven't. Um, although that I would, think I'd leave. <laughs> that would be great. No, um, yeah. I mean, we we've been reporting on Harley Benton quite quite a bit recently. Um, this is. An absolute like stonker of a product, and especially coming out just before uh, before Christmas as well. This is this is a, a beauty. So Harley Benton PA two fifty is the power attenuator. Uh, so it's basically it's it's an attenuator that can handle up to two hundred and fifty watts of raw girthy power, um, which is likely going to be as as powerful as any valve amp head that you're going to run into it um it can do 8 or 16 ohm so it's relatively versatile um it's got six stages of uh, attenuation but also has uh it, it also has a, a built-in load box as well so you don't actually have to run a speaker with it which is pretty crazy um like the the features that you'd usually expect of a of a unit like this they you're usually talking probably like three four hundred quid upwards like starting at there um this is coming in at hundred and forty nine euros uh it's also got line out and x l r out as well so you've got uh, balanced as well so it's pr- pretty exciting Ali is sharing it with her yeah 125 quid yeah there you go uh, there's, not bad there's some other features as well uh, it's got like a fine adjustment on the uh, like minus 15 dB option um, and yeah it's it's pretty cool like if you wanted to do like, like we mentioned, that kind of silent recording at home. Like, I use a stump for it. You've got the IR200. Uh, if you've got, like, amps that you gig and have got, a um, like, a speaker out and you you buy one of these, that that can then be your... Uh, you could get, at, like, actual tube amp tones. Yeah. I'm liking it. It's uh, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a really cool idea. It, obviously, it's it's just a cheap version of some of the other things that are out there on the market. But it's probably half the price of what's on the market at the moment. Yeah. Um, what concerns me a little bit is uh, the the competitor that you'd think about, and as Lee is showing us at the moment, is the um, the two note stuff. So the um. The the captor, um, is is kind of your your next one up. 
I believe they are um, reactive um, reactive load boxes. So they are, but they they're specific to whichever home you buy. So you, they wouldn't do eight and sixteen. They do either eight or sixteen. Yes, yeah. that they do. Um, but uh, you've got the two different versions. I mean, you've got sorry, resistive and reactive. Um, and reactive apparently, um, like the the taper of the um, the power soak as you as you um, like crank it amp, it works um, as you would expect across the whole board, like across the whole um, spectrum of your controls on your amp. Whereas re the resistive one only works in a very specific band um of uh log like of the controls of your amp you have to basically be gunning them or or get them on like a sweet spot and anything below that then uh it's it has like it suffers from major tone suck um yeah like on this you don't have to have it plugged in here right so on the on the uh capture if you're running it uh, just as a um, <clears throat> just as like just running your ramp into it, yeah. if you really gun your ramp, you will hear this fan here go wee sort of thing uh, because <laughs> it is resistive. You know, if you look inside here, you can see little cogs and and so on and so forth going on. Can you uh, see yeah, that? yeah, that's that's part of it being a load box. That's not. Uh, the, the resistive versus reactive is the way in which it um the way which it responds to uh the attenuation so that's, that's kind of what i'm getting at I, i'm pretty sure that this is resistive uh, reactive i would have thought that would have been because uh, sorry reactive yeah sorry i'm being a um, uh, reactive yeah whereas the harley benton it doesn't say as to whether it is rea- reactive or resistive but i would think it is probably um resistive so mm. you you might ha- like it might be a bit more finicky where you're having to really find the sweet spot yeah. Of the amp. And you you might have to gun your amp while using it for that to sound good. Um which I mean it is what it is, isn't it? Like if that's what you've got to do, you've got to do that. Um it does then mean that you're um like if you're constantly having to gun your amp, um you you're probably gonna see less life out of your um your valves if if you are Absolutely gunning it. Yeah, they do do... <laughs> Lee's just uh, pulled up another Harley Bent and attenuator. They do do, like, pure attenuators, but they, they don't have load boxes built in, I believe. So yeah. they you have to run those into a speaker. Yeah, mm. yeah, they have a DI on them, but you still have to run them into, like, the speaker in and out because otherwise you'll just blow your amp up. The other thing about the, uh, the two-note stuff is you do have a speaker sim out of it as well. So uh, if you run out of this into front of the house or something like that, or even into a recording s- solution, you will get a speaker sim of sorts, but it's not great. It's not to the normal two-note standards. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. 
it's I mean, tapped they're, they're on, trying isn't to push, it? Yeah, they're trying to push you towards buying a Cab M or whatever. Cab M Plus, is it? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the one you want is the Captor X. That's, that's, yeah. that's the one. But that's like five times the size, the price of um, this Harley Benton. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about four and a half hundred, isn't it? The, um, the Captor X. But that, like, we are talking, like, way, way and beyond. Um, yeah, the, you're in a total different different zone at that point, though, aren't yeah. you? Mm. I mean, at that point, why don't you just buy one of those Boss... I can't remember what it's called now. The Cheap amp expanders. That's the one. Yeah, because you said regret. that because I was going to talk about multiple loads and stuff again, and that wasn't going to go well. <laughs> 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 uh, I think they're like they're yeah, two grand, they're aren't like, they? Uh, Fourteen hundred. Ah, yeah, that's not too bad. They, they, I feel like they were like eighteen hundred when they were released. Mm, I think they were more expensive. Yeah. Um, but then this is my, I don't know how much this is in, in UK. This is um, 14,000 kroners. Yeah, um, so it'll be about 1,250. <laughs> I'll zoom in. Oh, look, here it is. Here it is. It's looking through. It's it, fucking... it zoomed completely out. <laughs> it's helpful. This is what happens when you, when you look at it through a telescope, but you've got the telescope the wrong way. <laughs> So just for this, I just clicked on a uh, oh, spat. I clicked on a picture. You know when you got like the mini pictures down below the big picture, and I clicked on a mini picture, and uh, all that <laughs> happened is it moved. In fact, I think it might have. Got I think a it's got smaller. smaller. It definitely has got smaller. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so good job, Malmo Music Akfar. Of course, of course. Uh, so oh, I didn't know there was a place in Malmo. Oh, I'm gonna have to go there. That's not too far from me. There's a football cool. team as well. Indeed. Yeah. So there you go. That's um, <laughs> that's the Holly Bent. Are we going to mention this last bit of news here that you're pulling up on the screen? Okay. I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have to mention the calculator? <laughs> right. Uh, just, just to like. Uh, right. Okay. Go and have a look at the Roland SP four hundred four Mark Two, and give us what we want to hear is not what you think of the product but what are your instant reactions when you first see it what do you think when you first see it that's all we want to hear from you um, I can't remember how to do standard deviation on these things <laughs> fuck I know there's a like, setting what I didn't notice earlier is it's called the 404 so it's supposed to be the page not found calculator is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 404 calculator not found obviously people who, who know anything about uh like the 808 and stuff like that. They're going, I know what's going on here. Yeah, it's, but, yeah. it's off one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on, uh, go on, Lee. Lee, just on some news. about this. I don't know anything about it. Um, oh, let's fuck it off then and call it a day. We're over an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bin it off. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's a triangle muff. Oh, we've got to talk about it. It's a triangle muff. <sighs> go on, quick then. Come on. What is it? What's it called? Hizumitas. The Hizumitas. By... I think that's right, isn't it? Uh, I don't know what that company is called. So, um, of course. Uh, e- EQD. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> EQD. Yeah. Uh, so, Earthquaker have brought out... I think this is limited, if I remember rightly. Um, uh, there's a um, a Japanese alt-rock 
uh, artist called Hizumitis or something like that. I don't know what her name is. Anyway, they brought out a triangle muff and it's limited edition. It looks pretty because it's got bunnies on it and purple, but triangle muffs are the best muffs, so go and get it. There you go. 150 quid. I mean, it's least stamp of approval. And that is, that is breakneck speed news. That is beautiful. I'm happy to leave it there. Uh, I will cover that in more detail tomorrow on on the actual news. You mean last Which, Friday? Last Friday. Yeah. Indeed. Last, last tomorrow Friday. Well, it'll probably come out on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. You can go and watch that and get some proper news. <laughs> Spoilers. I probably won't watch it. <laughs> you always no, watch it. To be fair, I do. I do always catch your news uh, news segment. Um, I. I do rip on you so so often, but I do I do watch the stuff you put out. So I am teamly. Um, right, so that's that's probably where we end for this week. Um, absolute massive thank you to all of you people for just putting up with our bullshit uh, and the fireworks <laughs> and just the, <laughs> this this show. Um, it's yeah. It's thanks to you lot that this thing happened. And it's a special thank you to the Patreon backers who, for as little as $2 a month, you can join the team of. Um, they are the coolest kids, the coolest kids around. Uh, and they are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson. Mr. Adam Yeomans. Chef don't affect. I've not said that for weeks. <laughs> no, it also doesn't exist anymore, does it? Indeed, yeah. A, a previous live chef tone effects. Uh, Mr. Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Uh, listen out for that one this week. They did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street um, and the Jism Podcast. Um, we've also got Mr. Huge Erection. Oh. Oh, 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 that's going to make me feel sick in about a minute. <laughs> we have got Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and of the Second Button podcast, which is released now and it's finally on It's on Apple podcasts as well. Um, I mean, there's two ways people can take that. If you're going to be sick from a huge erection, <laughs> depends on whether it's yours or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's really tickled, Lou. That's that's for the listener to decide. There you go. Uh, if you want to catch me online, it is. You, you, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't find those videos. Those are private. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to catch me online, um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, slash Budget Pedal Chap. Budgie Pedal Chap is the home to something or other. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, people making gagging sounds while you're trying to do an outro to the podcast. A little bit off Um <laughs> YouTube is the home to the No Talk Turn series, which this week features the Sonic Cake IR. Um, Lee, you, you are Pedal Boards of Doom. Come on. Come on, you've got to earn your keep here now. <laughs> So you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can find us on, we've got Facebook group, Facebook page, biggest Facebook, uh, biggest pedal group on Facebook. Biggest face on Facebook. Loud. You mean on Meta? And, um, Facebook doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah no, Metadata. Yeah. 
that's, that's just the overall group, isn't it? Yeah, it um, is. I know. I'm sorry. So, yes, that's more like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back in my box. <laughs> in your meta box. Um, yeah, we got Instagram and um, like we do Tempedia. I do Tempedia, and that is fantastic. And we have new stuff going up on that all the time. And hopefully, next time I talk to you, I will finally be able to release this fucking project I've been working on for ages. <laughs> it just keeps getting. Oh, it's it's basically ready, and I can't wait to talk to you all about it. I really can't because it's so exciting. Yes, I'm really, really excited, Matt. Would you like to plug things? Heel underscore Matt Q on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, if you interact with me there, I might open the apps occasionally. <laughs> yeah, give him a reason to to open those apps. Uh, and that will be us for this week and the fireworks. Um, they, they are like the silent fourth partner of this podcast. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? No, no, they're, they're fine. Um, so, yes. So it will be a tatty bye from me, a tatty bye from Lee. Boy. And say bye, Matt. Say, Matt, Matt, say bye. Bye, Matt. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> what happened was I accidentally clicked on something in the background. 404, and it Matt was a lot fair. louder than everything else. <laughs> I was really trying to stop it from making noise at me. <laughs> so they, this it, has been like the worst outro, but also the best outro ever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, there we go. So, tatty bye from all of us from this week. Tarara bit. Bye. 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 Make it end. Make it end. Oh dear. The other day, at the thrift store, I assume that's like a charity shop. It is. I bought an old record that says, sounds wasps make. When I got home, I played it, and I said to myself, this doesn't sound anything like wasps. Then I realised I was playing the (laughs) B-side.